0: Coming live, it's a sports-based podcast. Tuning in to the Points Made podcast. Coming live, is a sports-based podcast. Tuning into the Points Made podcast. Points Made podcast. Points Made podcast.
1: Points Made podcast. Where points are made. Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Points Made podcast. It feels like we haven't recorded in a long time. It's been a little over a week. This is your host, Chris, and this is my co-host, Amir. What's up, bro? How you feeling?
0: Uh, I'm feeling a little bit better than you right now. I'll say that much. You <laughs> guys will know what I'm talking about very soon. But F- you know. full disclosure, I am congested
1: severely, but the show must go on. So it's all good. <laughs> it's all good.
0: <laughs> well <laughs> it's all it's, good. It's been a minute since we actually talked to you all. A lot of things have gone down. You know, the biggest being the NFL draft. So, we got a lot of stuff to cover today, and... Um, mm, basketball, football, draft, yeah, just a it, lot. It, it's a lot, so y'all <clears throat> y'all stick it out with us. Please, so, um,
1: I don't even know where to start, we just got so much news, so I guess let's kick it off with the NFL. Uh, your beloved quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, mm. has uh, demanded a trade from the Green Bay Packers, and a bunch of other reports have come out, uh, group texts, Yep. um him calling for the GM's head it's a lot so i'm going to usually i kick off the show with the headline but i'm just going to let you take it away cuz i know this is your guy so take it away man initial thoughts when you saw the report and this happened you know before like maybe an hour before the draft so it was just
0: it was crazy busy. it was crazy but it, it needed to happen and i'm happy it's happening gunthakoot or whatever that guy's name is enjoy jordan love they're not even ready for jordan love yet they they're trying to get a, a veteran in there, who I assume they're going to try to bridge a Rod and Jordan Love with, because I don't know. I don't know if they don't think Jordan Love is ready, or if they just don't want to put him into the situation now because he'll be under a lot of fire with with Aaron potentially getting traded. So it was really just crazy, like you said, timing wise, because as we're all preparing ourselves for the NFL Draft, which seemed like it. Took forever to come, boom, right before you got the biggest news of the offseason, Aaron Rodgers wants out. The MVP wants out of his situation. So I'm actually gonna switch it up. I really want to hear your thoughts about um about how this may play out or or why why did this why did this even happen?
1: Um, I think we can both agree that this has been long overdue for some time. I think Green Bay's been doing a rod dirty. For a few years now. I know Aaron, Aaron gets the, the rep of being like, you know, a diva and like, you know, whatever cancer is to the locker room because he always had the issue with coaching and the front office and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to try not to believe those things because the media likes to tell us things that necessarily aren't true and it just it spins into a whole spiral of just. Lies, so I try not to really get into it. But I mean, if you just you don't even have to like it's not even words because obviously we don't know the the words that go on in the front office with players and uh, you know the VP and GM and stuff like that. But if you just look at the actions that they did, you know, like you in last year's draft, you know, in tw- in the 2019 season the Packers went 13 and three, they made it to the NFC Championship and they lost. Um, So it's they didn't have a losing season Aaron had a pretty good year and I know that the years before that the Packers have been looking shaky, but I think that was simply because Aaron was injured and wasn't 100% healthy. So um, for them to say, you know, they close out the season that way. And they're like, okay, in the draft, we're going to we're going to go we're going to grab up and we're going to get somebody to help them. Or just let a receiver fall to us. And we're thinking, you know, me and you or just anybody who watches football, just like, okay, the Packers have to take a receiver in the first round because obviously help is needed. Um, Not really on the defensive side of the ball, but more so like another weapon. You have Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in the league. All right, great. Let's just get a solid number two in there for Aaron or make a trade or in free agency, something. So we see, you know, we're watching the draft and we see that it says Green Bay is trading up okay, cool, they're trading up. Who are they about to get? Then they call quarterback Jordan Love. So it's just like that, you know, actions speak louder than words, bro. You know this. So for the Packers to do that, and then with, you know, this past season Aaron went on a tear, MVP run, and then to go on and not try to give him an extension and be greedy with that. And now, like, all these reports are coming out, whether it's being leaked or or Aaron's feeding it to the press or whatever, these reports are coming out. And now they want to you know fly to California and give him a contract. Like for me, it's just always been a little too late with, with the Packers and now they've, they've lost him for good. I, and he's out of there. He's checked out me- mentally, um, soon physically. Uh, emotionally, I just he's completely checked out of Green Bay.
0: And I, I, I have to agree 100% with you. Um, as far as like when I started it off, I said the Packers have disrespected Aaron Rodgers over time. And I have two events that I just want to say really quickly to show how they disrespected him. So I don't know if, you know, a lot of you guys have heard of Jake Kumro. He was one of the receivers for the Packers in the past. And so Aaron came out and um, showed him some praise. This was one of their receivers. Like, it's it, it shouldn't, It's just little things. He shows him a lot of praise. He says, great receiver, great work ethic, da-da-da-da. And the next day, the Packers release him. Patty is... It's just like, why? And then Aaron, who he's always thrown little subtle shots in there, went on a, um, a radio show the next day or um, the, later that off offseason was like, well, I don't really get to make decisions. And when I voice my liking of some people, it doesn't really matter because you saw I said I like the receiver and then he's no longer with the team. So that he lets you know that this has been going on for some time now. And I just, I just, that really stayed fresh on my mind because it's like, wow, he throws out some praise. You would think that receiver would at least, at least have an opportunity to battle for a spot. Nope, they say, you know what? We don't need you. Let him go. Another situation. I know you guys have heard of Alan Lazard, who was um, a big, a big part of Green Bay this year. I mean, obviously he's not a, I, I wouldn't call him a legit number two, but he kind of had to fill in the role. He's the best of, thing they they yeah, had. Yeah, the for best thing two. they had. Aaron did the same thing with Alan Lazard. Showed him some praise, said he's always, he does the little things right, da-da-da. What does Green Bay do? They release him. But because of how pissed off Aaron was with the fact that they did that, they ended up re-signing him a couple days later. It just shows that they really just don't care who he values. It's like Green Bay always, they look every chance they get to take a little shot at him. And they, and they continuously have done it, and now he's fed up. So he's trying to get out of there, and I, and I don't blame him at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we knew this was coming. It's been bubbling for some time. Like even like after the firing of Mike McCarthy, like it's it's just been it's been bubbling for some time. And honestly, I just think, I think it's time to happen. Whether it's you know a bad relationship with the front office or him just really wanting to get do that Brady effect and just go to a team and that's already kind of built and just go on a Super Bowl run. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he's getting older. We know that he has Jeopardy on the side, and that if he wants to do Jeopardy full time, he totally can. But um, I'm not saying all quarterbacks can play up until they're in their 40s. But I could definitely see A. Rod playing well into his 40s. I know that's not something that only Tom can do. Um, I think I think A. Rod is more than capable of doing that. It's just a fact of if he wants to or not. And if if Green Bay just keeps doing this tug of war with him, and it, and it forces him into retirement, it's just it's going to be a very very uh I don't even know what to say. I just think it's going to be an angry mob outside of Lambeau Field, bro, if you really think about <laughs> it like it should like, be. You know how upset fans would be, not just fans of the organization, but fans of 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 Rodgers himself like you. Like, you know, you're a Washington football team fan, but you you love Aaron Rodgers, you know what I mean? He's one of your he is your favorite quarterback. So, just imagine, you know, this all this happens and they force him out to retirement instead of just trading him to a, like out of the conference or something. When how I would you first- how would that even make you feel?
0: See, now, when the report first came out that he was seriously contemplating retirement, I was I was like, oh, God, this just can't be true. Like, there's no way. And since then, I still believe that because um, A.J. Hawk, one of his former teammates, came out and said that he believed the the percent that Aaron retires is zero. But if he were to retire, that would just, it would really suck. It would suck a lot because, I mean, he's coming off the MVP season, so he's obviously got a lot left in the tank so it would just it would just i would feel deprived of some of the years that we we should have got to see him that we won't get anymore but like i said i'm just gonna i'm just gonna look at the positive side of things and hope that that doesn't happen green i just don't see why green bay's holding on like y'all showed him that how y'all, y'all feel about him yeah like, exactly but now that he's trying to say okay well this is how y'all felt so just go ahead and let me go now they don't want to do it why not i just don't know why i mean Gunther koots then and,
1: Goose.
0: and i don't care what his name is and murphy and, <laughs> and everybody in the front office y'all was okay when y'all was moving up to take his his successor and then you didn't even tell him that's what you were going to do so that's basically a fu it's a sign that yeah we don't need you or or you'll be here as long as you're useful to us and that's just not that's just such a sign of disrespect so now he's he's messed up their little time plan or their timeline for getting jordan love ready and now he's doing what's best for him. And I think I think that's the right thing hundred percent. So I was I mean, and yes, I know Aaron's my favorite, but I just feel like in this situation, I feel like he's in the right. I just do.
1: And here's my thing, like it's it's all good if you have an aging quarterback that still has some in the tank and like you as a franchise has to have to start thinking about the future. I mm-hmm. have no problem with any team trying to draft a quarterback to plan for their future because they know that they have an aging quarterback quarterback under center currently. The problem is that they traded up in the first round to get this guy, and he wasn't even like a a, a solidified stud you know, we didn't really know much about Jordan Love until he would like, the, no, you I say something. Jordan Love. He,
0: he threw 20 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. That's what I knew about Jordan well, Love.
1: But what I'm saying is if someone mentions Jordan Love, it just, it's, just brings up the the controversy with the Packers organization and Aaron Rodgers. Nothing yeah. else of how he was a stud in college or anything. And it really sucks for the guy. It does. I really hope it the best does, for him. yeah.
0: He's, he's been put in a bad situation. I won't lie.
1: Yeah. And I really hope the best for him. But my thing is like, you know, you could do like what the Bucks did. They, they drafted a Kyle Trask on like day three or day two. I can't. I remember.
0: I think um, it was they too, but even with that, they still let Tom know. He exactly still so informed about that.
1: Um Jimmy Garoppolo, they let him know. I'm mean, granted he should have known when the front the Niners traded up. But <laughs> I'm just saying that they let these people know. Like Kirk Cousins, I'm sure he knew that Kellen Bond was coming
0: in. This Andy Dalton knew the Bears were gonna take Justin Fields.
1: Uh, oh, you see what I'm saying? It's just like a common courtesy and like you can't even do that with arguably the best quarterback in the league. Like it's just, I don't know. It's just really shady. I'm really curious to see how it pans out.
0: Um, I think I know how it's gonna pan out.
1: Predictions for me, if you wanna do predictions,
0: I, I think, think he'll be under the same.
1: He's gonna be under center for the Denver Broncos next and season. And I, I agree.
0: I agree. And I, and I think that's for the best. Let's all just, it's time for both parties to go different ways. It's just have fun losing to Minnesota.
1: Yeah, exactly. Let's move on, shall we? So obviously we just had the draft. So let's talk about the draft a little bit. Um, I, we won't go into too far into details. It was a very emotional ride for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> More so me. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so obviously we did mock drafts. We posted it on our Instagram. Um, and they were way off. <laughs> and um, actually, I had a couple that was right, but sure.
0: It so, was off, though. It was off for the most part. I, like, like, I just, yeah, no, that was off.
1: I mean, yeah, because it was just, it, the whole, round one was just shattered. Like, it, it I, was. all mock drafts got shattered on draft night, like, literally. And for me, you know, we talked about it before, like, it was just ideal for Dallas to take a corner. I didn't really think about the situation with both corners being off the board, and then what do you do at 10? And so for me, that put me in a a, a whirlwind of distress um, and emotions. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, obviously, we traded back to 12 yeah. with the Eagles, so that made me even more upset because why are we trading with the division rival? But it took me to think logically after the fact that, okay, we traded back with them so that way the, the Giants couldn't get Devontae Smith, which I respect. I, I think that was a total chess move. I think that was genius from the Dallas Cowboys front office. But – um, we ended up taking Michael Parsons. I'm not mad at that. Um the later rounds, I was kind of upset. I'm not going to get into that today. But um you know, what are you, for you at least what was your biggest takeaway from the draft? Or yeah, let's do takeaway. Re- referring
0: you- to like my team or just anything in the draft? Just
1: anything, like from uh for the first round. We're watching the first round. We were together watching it. So, we're watching mm-hmm. the first round. Um biggest takeaway
0: my biggest takeaway is actually something that happened after the first round was over and we were just talking about this off air it was the fact that if justin fields was at 14 minnesota was going to take him so it seems like minnesota is starting to prepare for life without kirk cousins which is a little it's it's a little crazy to me because it's like this is the second time it feels like kirk cousins will be in a situation where it's like the team is like really not committing to him and and that's wild because he's coming off a season where it's like he had yeah, the Vi- the Vikings weren't successful but I don't think it was because of like him like he wasn't the problem their defense was not as good as it usually is and for that reason you lost more games but the offense I felt was was pretty good and I just I feel like Kirk Cousins is he's a good solid starting QB and and like that the fact that they're trying to move off him it feels like is kind of crazy
1: well, um, they have him under contract until the 2023 uh, season. That's when he'll be an unrestricted free agent. So uh, we'll see how it goes, whether it ends up in a trade or whatever. Because um, I'm trying to see. They, they got this Calamon cat the second round. and third, I, third, I, I third. Third round, third round. Um, and I said this during our mock draft episode that this kid could be a sleeper. Mm-hmm. A big, big sleeper in this quarterback. I know this is a heavy quarterback draft, but I think out of all the players, I think he could be top three, top four, just given the right opportunities and the right reps. I think that he'll be in that conversation. But um, let me ask you this. Uh, let's Biggest steal of round one.
0: Mm. Oh, well, I'm going to stay in the same division, and I'm going to say that the Bears stole Justin Fields at pick eleven. I did not see him making it past 9, especially when Denver came up to the clock. But now I think Denver has other plans, but that's neither there nor there. But, no, when he was there at 9 and Denver was on the clock, I was like, oh, yeah, Justin Fields is off the board. So when they didn't take him, and then it didn't, like, it was like for a second, it was like, dang, the next couple teams don't really need quarterbacks. Where is he going to end up going? And then Chicago made the call to New York. And they got their guy of the future. I think this is, and this is, like you said, the first black and more African-American quarterback to start in Chicago. And I think I think it's actually going to be a really good thing. I really do. So I think the Bears really, like, I think they had to steal the first round. A-plus for me. Y'all got your guy because Andy Dalton was not it and will never yeah. be it.
1: Absolutely. You know what, bro? I'm just starting to think about it because, yes, the Broncos at nine took Sertan, um, Patrick Sertan. But – Let me ask you this, right? So let's say that this Aaron Rodgers news broke after night one, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say it broke Friday morning. Mm -hmm. Do you see Denver still taking Patrick Sertan or taking Justin Fields at nine?
0: I think they would have taken Justin Fields.
1: Right? That's what I'm thinking, too. So it's kind of like, you know.
0: But now, like, with all the reports that were coming out before, it was like, wow this guy can really get traded like it was bad news after bad news after bad news aaron's pissed at this annoyed with this da, da, da. so it's like denver had to be thinking and then not to mention there was the little preferred list that had denver on it and it's just like denver's in such a good spot but that didn't
1: come out until the, all that came out on draft. like literally was vomit news all over the media like hours before the draft all that came yeah. out like before the draft so my thing is if none of that came out right yeah And granted, I don't know if this was, if insiders already knew this and it just wasn't reported to like us, the public, and if teams already knew this, then maybe the Broncos still would've taken Sertan at nine, but I'm just saying, hypothetically, to me, I feel like if this joint did not come out until like Friday morning or over the weekend or something, that the Broncos would've took Justin Fields at nine. Because yeah. I just was not expecting that. Like, I mean, just was not expecting that. Like,
0: yeah, I, I was like, for sure, when Justin Fields was on the board, people were saying they got to take Fields or Mac Jones. I never thought Mac Jones was an option for Denver. I just, I just truly didn't. No, he so doesn't was,
1: fit there. I don't know. Yeah, he yeah.
0: fits Patriot. Look at the walk. He <laughs> Look fits at the Patriot. walk.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, one more question for you, partner. All right. Biggest loser of round one.
0: Mm, loser 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 oh it's the raiders because the raiders reached um big time on i think they took alex leatherwood at 17. yeah Yeah, that's a reach it's a hard reach and they had so many more needs it was just like that was weird and not to mention they're yeah they're on aaron's list but i don't think they're getting aaron and and, i don't
1: want him there bro. he will not succeed there. i'm about to say
0: what weapons do they have like, talking about just,
1: weapons, their defense. Like you gotta think. No, what, but think
0: about it. Weapons, receiver. Who do they have? Henry Ruggs, who didn't have the, a great rookie season. And Waller. They got Waller. Darren Waller. Yes, they're tight And the They position. got a
1: solid back. That's and, it. And
0: Josh Jacobs. I was talking about receiver though. Other than Ruggs, who's not even a, who's not even a, solidified wide receiver two. Th- is that your best receiver right now? Oh, I,
1: I think, think what's his is. name went there too. John Brown from the the Bills went
0: there. What is John Brown a solid wide receiver three? Yeah. To
1: but slot. and you,
0: your quarterback is solid. Yes, I think I think Derek Carr is underrated, but I don't think Derek Carr is going to elevate talent. You know, I don't and see I just, him
1: going to the Raiders. Just doesn't sound. It doesn't sound ideal. Like yeah, no, on, it's on not a good. Things. It's not a
0: good position. And, and they just
1: signed Mariota to a deal. A,
0: a backup QB.
1: They right, but like, that's what I'm saying. They 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 locked up yeah, the no, backup.
0: I, I'm saying they locked up their backup position before going out. They should have been on the phone with one of these receivers in free agency, and, and they just also. Weren't.
1: And also, when, when Green Bay made that run in, in the Super Bowl run back in 2010, their defense was like – they had a great defense,
0: bro. I think that's the only great defense of Aaron's career, actually. So that's like, well, what I'm what saying. Happened? Why go to the Raiders? Yeah, why no, Raiders I'm, I'm, I'm not – I would hate him going to the Raiders. I think that's, that's why just... I think the Raiders are losers because, no, I don't think you're going to get Aaron, one, and then, two, you reached heavily on a pick that just didn't really make sense there when you had so many other needs. I just didn't like it.
1: I agree. I would have to say Jacksonville's uh, second pick in the first round, of getting
0: uh, Etienne, for Etienne. I do agree. Yeah, with James Robinson, that's a bad pick.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really agree with that pick. I feel like there were other, like, you know, picks on the board that they could have got other prospects.
0: But, yeah, I didn't really agree with that. But at the same time, would you call them the biggest loser because they did get Trevor Lawrence. So, it's like, at worst, if you average those pick out and you say, if you say Etienne is a F and, and – and Trevor Lawrence is an A, that would average out as a C. I think there were a couple of people in the first round who had worse than C-graded drafts in the first round, at least. But, I think that's fair. But um, b- before we moved on, I did want to ask you a question about the draft. Sure. Of Of the five QBs taken in the first round, which one is least likely to disappoint?
1: Least likely to disappoint?
0: Yes, like this, this guy is going to— He's gonna step in and he's gonna make things happen.
1: Um, I'd have to say Justin Fields' reason is you can't really disappoint worse than how Chicago's been disappointing at the, at the quarterback position.
0: That's fair, but a cop out at the same time. That's a what? <laughs> That's a cop out. I mean, like, who's gonna come in? Like, cause you're saying what you're saying is if Justin throws ten and ten and ten, ten touchdowns, ten picks. Chicago won't be able to be disappointed at that because that's what they've been dealing with. I don't but see him
1: doing that anyway. I know, so. <laughs> I know, I know.
0: I was just using an example. But I'm saying, like, who's going to step in and basically have the best season? And I think it is a tough question, and also it disqualifies some people because, like I said, I think Andy Dalton's starting day one. And I think they let I don't Andy think Dalton. that's happening. I think they're going to they battle told, it out
1: in training camp. I don't think – bro, they say a lot of things, bro. They said that they're, I, they – I just don't think they said would that he, he, him like that. He, Odell don't. is their receiver, and they paid him don't $90 million. And then they actually know that
0: front office is pretty trash too.
1: But that's what I'm saying. A front office is just ain't anything, it's a business at the end of the day. So that's I, I really I'm do like, think
0: I think Trey Lance and Justin Fields will both start on the bench.
1: I'm gonna say Trey Lance has the best situation to be successful.
0: He does, he oh, he um, does, he does for sure.
1: Right? So I could see him elevating his offense. Um, and the 49ers making a serious run. I, I, I think don't, we I don't think know how better question, the I'm to
0: say, I think a better question is what QBs are gonna start day one.
1: I mean, Trevor Lawrence, obviously. I think Trevor and Zach...
0: Trevor and Zach...
1: Yeah, the 1 and 2, they're definitely going to start. But I'm about to say,
0: but three, 3, 11, and 15 can all be sitting behind somebody. Oh, the 15
1: pick... is definitely sitting. He's going to sit for some time. And
0: that's crazy how you think 15 will definitely sit, but 11 is like, I no not how bad it out.
1: Because Cam Newton is better than Andy Dalton, what type of question is that?
0: I don't know about that. Truly. Oh, my
1: God. I'm not about to It's close, this. You don't dude. like Cam Newton,
0: bro. I,
1: I don't like Andy Dalton. Listen, you give Cam Newton a full offseason season, to learn the playbook, to really know his guys. He has weapons. They beefed up the line. The defense is coming back from all the all the opt out players that didn't play. The defense has gotten better. They got some additions at Matt Judon. Um and, you know, Jalen Mills a safety. And then you have of course you have receivers came in. He has the weapons, bro. Like okay, if Cam okay. Newton I will give Cam Newton until week five.
0: And if to be on the,
1: Go ahead, go ahead. If he can't get nothing done by week five then you go ahead and put Mack in. And you know Bill's not afraid to bench a, pl- bench a quarterback. He did it with Cam multiple times during last season where it was between him and Stiddy and the bald guy. I can't remember his name.
0: Hoyer. But hear Hoyer. me out. Hear me out, then. if Like, on the opposite side of the point you just made, you got to look at the Bears situation and say, what did they add this season? Nothing. This offseason, nothing. They didn't do nothing. The only thing they did was re-sign a disgruntled Allen Robinson. So I'm saying – they not don't even want...
1: re-sign. They just tagged him. Yeah,
0: but I don't want to, th- like, if I'm a Bears, somebody in the front office, I don't want to throw Justin Fields into the fire with a situation that's not asking him to succeed right away, especially not right away. Especially... Well, we knew that
1: because he got drafted into the worst situation. I don't and think that's he's what I'm an And that's situation. why I
0: don't think they'll start him right away because you don't want the fans to really quickly get a perception of him because he's playing with – scrubs I don't want to I don't want to be distracted but scrubs and they're not winning games so I think you let Andy come in to start it off see how that works and then if he's just really terrible which I don't think Andy will be I think Andy'll be average but I think that'll still end up getting him benched over time but I'm saying I don't think he'll come in and throw multiple interceptions and all that but I don't I just don't think the Bears want to do that with with
1: I don't know Justin I had Andy Dalton played for my team last year and let me tell and you what happened And wasn't what happened I was really pleased but let me t- okay. But but does Chicago your team, your listen, team was losing you know, games because of y'all defense? Bro, though. listen, like, bro. Also, now it's the defense. Okay,
0: y'all defense. So, I've always said uh, y'all defense was bad. All right, what?
1: hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't even want to We're not even gonna go back. No backtracking. But let me. But let me say this. Andy does not have the same offensive weapons that he had in Dallas. You know true, that for True. True.
0: And that's my point. You're not gonna want to stick Justin Fields in there with the lack so, of talent. So let me ask
1: you this: If Justin Fields thrives in in the preseason games, right, and he just looks astounding. You still want to tell me that Andy is going to be named starter week one?
0: Yes, I will tell you that. I would not. The
1: best way to be a good quarterback in this league is reps, bro. Repetitions. You got it. You have to do it multiple times to be good at it. That's why throw true. The, why That's throw the true. momentum off?
0: Look, two best quarterbacks in the league. Aaron didn't get that many reps in his first three years. Patrick sat out a whole year, wasn't getting no reps. So sometimes sitting but back But look who and was seeing, playing in
1: front of them, bro. You can't compare Andy Dalton to Alex no, Smith and, no. and see, Rep Favre, bro. You
0: missed it. You reached. I was saying that some quarterbacks need to sit and see. It wasn't about who they were behind. It's about sitting and seeing also can help. You said reps is the best way. And I'm saying, well, the best two quarterbacks in the league didn't get reps right away. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to get reps to be better. We gave Dwayne Haskins reps. And look no. what happened to him. Dwayne
1: Haskins he, was in a horrible situation. And, and I'm he saying so He didn't get so reps is Justin with the Fields. ones at so all. So is
0: Justin Fields. Justin Fields is also in a bad situation in a front office that, yeah, it may not be as bad as ours was at the time, but it's pretty close. That situation is not great I see. I still
1: see Justin Fields getting reps with the ones. I, Dwayne okay. Haskins wasn't I do getting think reps he will. with the ones. I do
0: think he will, but I just don't think he'll start day one. He, I think he'll maybe have to sit three or four weeks like Mac Jones. Okay,
1: so who's starting for you? Just, just one and two? Lawrence and Wilson?
0: Yeah, because I think Jimmy G also starts. At least start off. I think they'll all start off because even though these quarterbacks aren't great, they're solid. They've been starters in this league. Jimmy's gone to a Super Bowl. Um that Cam's gone to, to a Super, super bowl. bowl. And and Oh, we who got else? some
1: respect for who Cam. Else? And
0: Andy Dalton. I mean, Andy Dalton's not been to a super bowl but he's been a play- he's been a starting quarterback on playoff team. So they're all experienced and they know the game. They know the books. I mean the playbooks they and play all that. Team. So no, no. Andy Dalton was on multiple. They went twelve and 4, 11 and five. They had multiple playoff teams, bro. Don't disrespect Andy Dalton, please.
1: Oh my God, I could no. <laughs> but Not basically, yes,
0: I do think one and two will be the only one that start uh, right away, at least. I think all of them will get in at some point in the season, but I think one and two will be the only ones to start day one.
1: All right, I'm just gonna feed you an upset, and I'm gonna say Justin Fields starts for the Bears, and I think Trey Lance should start too, but I I don't you know can't, that that you one's can't. gonna be that one's gonna be shaky. Because the 49ers front office have been back and forth, back and forth with if they trade him or they cut him. You know, I don't know what's going on with Jimmy G's situation. Jimmy G will be there.
0: He'll be there. Because if Trey Lance isn't ready, you need to have an option. And Jimmy's a a solid one. That's true. Not good, solid. He'll do the job for at least the first month.
1: So let's get into the NBA. Um, The Lakers are flirting with the play-in tournament. They're in, they're out, they're in, they're out. They're sitting at the sixth seed right now. Uh, Just beneath the Mavericks, the Mavericks are at five. Um, There's just a lot going on with the Lakers right now. Um, We haven't talked since, I think the last time we had the show was before AD came back. So AD's been back. Uh, LeBron has come back. but LeBron hasn't looked like himself lately, and he, he's come to terms with that and has said that he'll never feel 100% after that high ankle sprain injury. Uh, the Lakers are 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. Um, LeBron has came out and outed the commissioner um, about this play-in tournament. I, I think it's because they're falling, because last year he said he was a fan of the play-in tournament. So, I mean, I think it's fair, I guess. But what should, should Lakers fans be worried right
0: now no two reasons (laughs) one people say well i noticed when you were talking you threw out lebron hasn't looked like himself well he's still hurt and if 17.5 points seven and a half assists and six something rebounds is not feeling like yourself shooting 52 from the field i want to feel like that these are these are his
1: words that that he said he'll never be true
0: true but people are saying lebron hasn't looked like himself what do you mean? What do you mean? LeBron hasn't looked like himself. He had, he literally came back and was doing what he was doing before the injury. The only difference is he wasn't getting as many minutes. So it was like he was playing three fourths of the minutes he normally played and putting up three fourths of the stats he would normally put up. So it makes sense. Like I don't I didn't understand what people were saying that. I just like I was watching the tape and I'm like, well, we, I'm not really seeing. I'm not seeing the decline. I mean defensively he has looked a little worse, but defensively at the beginning of the season he was looking he was looking really good defensively at the beginning of the season. So I can understand if that takes takes a little dip coming back off the injury. He said, well there has been reports that he was feeling a sharp pain in in his ankle. So yes, once again it makes sense that he didn't come back dunking and all that stuff. That all makes sense. But as a Lakers fan, no. Well, if I was a Lakers fan, excuse me. No, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too worried yet because and the play-in, the only team I really wouldn't want to see in the play-in is Steph Curry, and that's only because, and yes, I'm calling them the Steph Curry's because I don't acknowledge <laughs> the rest of them. But that's because if <laughs> if he gets hot, then yeah, that could really that could really do you over. But other than that, the the Memphis Grizzlies aren't beating the Lakers. the the Who else is in there? The San Antonio Spurs are not beating the Lakers. Take your time, get healthy, and round one. Obviously, no. You don't want to see the Suns or the Jazz or a team like that that you're gonna to have to fight to beat. But hey, you do what you have to. And I would still take the Lakers, even LeBron, who said he wouldn't be 100% healthy. If he's at 90, I'll take the Lakers over over the field. The, over yeah, the over field. the field. And the good there's good news in this for the Lakers. Obviously, they've been dealt a lot of bad news with Dennis being out 14 days because of the COVID, and LeBron saying he's still not really ready and he <laughs> having to sit out games. Anthony Davis' last game looked the best he's looked since he came Amphity. back. Anthony. <laughs> Anthony Davis, he truly, last game if you watch the Denver game, he truly, that's the best he's looked since he's been back from his injury. He was aggressive. He was playing defense. He shot well. It was all there. He just played with a lot of energy. So tonight they play the Clippers, and, and if he has another good night, I think you can truly say AD is starting to really find his footing. And then you know they need AD to be the, the second best player on their team when it when it counts, and he really needs to be one a one b with LeBron, so that was a good sign for the Lakers. I just I really don't think it's time to panic yet. If we if we find out that the LeBron injury is still really hindering him um, close to playoff time, then yeah, I'd be a little worried. But right now, there's still time to get it all under control. I think they'll be good.
1: You heard it here first, Lakers fans. Don't you worry. I also have an interesting stat. LeBron's last eight Finals teams dating back to 2012, the last five games of the regular season have all been losing records. So don't take that into account because LeBron is always a different beast in the playoffs, and I think he'll do the same this year. It's just if they do fall into the play which is crazy because when both of these injuries happened, or really, you know, AD was injured in February, but when, when LeBron's injury happened in Atlanta and we got on the show and we talked about it, you said that they might fall to the seventh seed, and here we are. They're at six looming over the seventh seed. It's kind of mm-hmm. crazy, isn't it? They might actually be in this playing tournament.
0: And it sucks. And that's the one thing I dislike about the playing tournament right now, is because yeah, people will be like, Well, LeBron's complaining that now that he's down there. Why is LeBron down there? Because his whole everybody important to his team has dealt with injuries. Don't make it seem like the Lakers are down there because they're they've been underperforming no when he when he and ad were there they were 21 and 6 first in the west so let's not yeah, pretend they're healthy let's of course. let's not pretend like they got down there because of their own doing they got down there due to unfortunate circumstances which it just sucks i mean i just i feel like yeah i mean lebron did come out endorsing it but lebron didn't endorse it as a every year thing he was endorsing it that one season which was fine and i'm not against the playing tournament at all because i think it makes games more meaningful Stars are less likely to rest, at least the stars that are around the playing tournament, so you're getting to see players more. But at the same time, it's just like, it's just tough because the Lakers, like I said, are in there, but they really shouldn't be in the mix. If they had a season full of health, they wouldn't be there, and it just sucks that they have to be there because of injury.
1: Yeah, I'm really curious to see how it plays out, this last final stretch of the regular season. Um, and if they fall, they fall. I think they'll be fine um it's just you know it's it's more workload and
0: it depends you know, how know. how bad that lebron ankle is though because they say he's gonna have to be dealing with some pain in the playoff. i need to know is that minimal pain i think he that... should
1: rest for the next few games honestly and then maybe like the last two games of the regular season come yeah, back and test their a... ankle out
0: which because i'm of... saying if they fell fell to the playoff uh, the play-in and that was an extra game lebron could play in to get his reps up that might not be the worst thing at this point in time
1: yeah. So uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. I'm I'm curious to see how this is going to play out. Um, if they do fall, if they don't fall. Um, the playing tournament does start May 18th. Excited to talk about that. We'll get into our our sleepers and who to watch out for in next week's episode. So let's move on to the next. We're going to stick with the NBA, move on to the next one. So it looks like the MVP is locked up for a big man to win it. So we're not even going to dance with that topic. But let's get into rookie of the year um, with Halliburton with the Kings, that he's out for the rest of the season with the knee injury.
0: Rest um, up, and, man. Because I love and, Halliburton. I love him. He's yeah. a great player. He's a great player. And he he reads the game so well in year one. That's always a good sign. Yeah. He'll again, be, he's bad situation. be special. But he's still going to be I think special. So.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so, LaMelo is back, and he's back like he never left. We got crazy dimes and. He putting up the numbers, all that. But um Anthony in Minnesota has also been going crazy too. So rookie of the year, bro, who's it going to? Ant or mellow
0: I don't know. This is literally the definition of a toss up for me. Because I won't I won't lie. Coming into the season, I wasn't really a big fan of Anthony Edwards. I mean he was he was a bad shot taker who was very inefficient. He didn't he doesn't Pass the ball that well he at times he can be a ball stopper even though he can be great on defense it seemed like sometimes he just lacked the effort and didn't care but he had 42 last night he did over the second half of the season post all-star break and a little bit before he's really turned it around mm-hmm. he, he's cut out some of those bad shots he's become a more efficient player he plays defense more he still he still isn't the greatest passer but that'll come with time and and Like I said, I've said plenty of times on the show, the best ability is availability. And he has been available this whole season to his to his team. So I mean you can't discount him for playing the games. So I'd say it really is a toss up because I still believe Lamelo is the better player. Lamelo Lamelo was good before and after the All Star Break. Well, what he's played after the All Star Break. So I mean he's been more consistent, but we've seen less from him. This comes like it reminds you a little bit of the Zion Josh situation, but obviously Zion Missed a lot more games than Lamelo,
1: and Jaws just special, bro. Josh Josh, but but we all know crazy.
0: if Zion played the amount of games, he was the rookie of the year, not Ja.
1: Yeah, I mean he was the rookie of the year as soon as his name was called. The and, draft. and that's and
0: that. <laughs> oh, wait, what?
1: When his Zion? name was? Oh, you're talking about Zion? Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. What I'm saying is, saying it's kind of like almost the same deal where it was like Lamelo had, it and he had run away with it, like it was no discussion. But then when he went down, plus Anthony's improved play made it a conversation again. So it's really. It's really going to be interesting to see how much the voters value um, games played, because I think that's what it'll come down to, because I think LaMelo just had 23-6-7 and seven the other night. Like, he's he's doing it still. He's consistently doing it. So, I don't want to fault him. I mean, I hate to fault him for the injury, but it matters. So, we'll see what they, what they do. But right now, I wouldn't be mad if it went to either war.
1: It's just so crazy how, like, this Rookie of the Year thing, uh, award, rather, and the MVP award, it's... It's crazy you would think that they're, like, right there next to each other, but it's just the rookie of the year can go to any rookie who performs well, no matter how horrible the team is or how great the team is. And, obviously, MVP has to go to somebody who plays on a good team and has a good record. Mm -hmm. Because, obviously, if if, if there were no rules by it, the MVP would unanimously go to Steph Curry. Yeah, probably so. Right, but because of the, you know, politics and stuff, has to go to somebody to a good team. I just think that's just so crazy how, like, you know, they're similar awards, but the other one really doesn't have any – you know, the rookie of the year one doesn't have any restrictions. Um, uh, I don't know, man. Anthony Edwards, like you said, the second half of the season, he's been putting on a tear. Just dropped 42 last night. Um, Yeah, and an efficient
0: 42. 17 to 22 shooting, I believe, 6 to 8 from 3. So he he was shooting the ball well, not just throwing up shots.
1: Yeah, he's gradually getting better um, as an all-around yeah, and player.
0: It, it, it's happened like actually, sorry to cut you off. It's happened very quickly too. Like he went from to what I thought was a very, very hard player to watch to now. It's actually very exciting watching his games. Like he's really you can tell that like over time it's just it's happening. He's learning the game is slowing down for him, and it's it's really great to watch.
1: Yeah. So, so final answer
0: to be we can, continued we'll see oh to my be determined. god you can't say
1: toss up bro just give me your name these it's last fine.
0: two. these last two weeks are determined ask me in two weeks ask me when the season is officially over
1: okay i don't know it's close i think they're gonna Sweet. give it to Mello. i think they're gonna give it to mellow it sucks hold because hold on. let me
0: see how many games mellow has played really quickly well you know, how, how many
1: weeks thing? was he out he was out for about four weeks right
0: about a month so he's played 44 of charlotte's 65 so over two. two-thirds let's see and Anthony Edwards, I don't think he's he probably missed like five games. He's played pretty much all year. I don't even know. Yeah, if it's but five. he's number
1: one in the ranking for sure.
0: Yeah, he is. But Melo shot back up to two. Yes, so he has. You, well, Halliburton you know got injured him.
1: and I think quickly from the the Nets, I mean, the Knicks have has fallen.
0: Yeah, no, he Anthony Edwards has played 66. He's played every game, hasn't missed a game yet. So. Yeah.
1: I don't know. So I, I don't, I really I don't know which way this could know. go. Because I thought I, I thought Donovan Mitchell was going to win it, but it ended up being Ben Simmons. And I, and I
0: never, I never agreed with that. I never agreed with that. I always thought Ben was going to win it. Ben was the better player in the rookie year. Now he's not. But, but that but wasn't was his real rookie year. Yes, it was. All right, we're not going to get on that. <laughs> I, I mean, if you, that's your first season playing, that's your rookie year. Like he was hurt, so his, his whole technical rookie season. So, so
1: Patrick Mahomes when he went on that tear in 2018 was that his rookie year? I believe so. All right, well, it it's wasn't. a
0: little different because he played one game this first year. That wasn't his rookie year, but it's okay. It's it kind of was, though. Okay, when, Aaron, it, well, that star- was when Aaron started
1: the- three years later, was that his no, rookie that, year? No,
0: and hear me out. Hear me out. Why? Because w- with Patrick and and Aaron, they weren't hurt. Ben Simmons wasn't getting to do the practice and all that stuff. Patrick and Aaron were getting to do practice. Then they get some preseason. Like Ben didn't get to do any of that. None. Like he wasn't working out. He was rehabbing if they were rehabbing their first year and all if aaron was rehabbing all three years sure but they weren't so it's different
1: okay i guess that's fair um yeah so i'll go mellow and then we'll touch base in two weeks and we'll we'll see
0: <laughs> the mellow, the mellow. yeah i don't know man we'll
1: see. I, th- I think they're gonna go mellow they're gonna go with the per- the, the, players, like, the, pl- that's so tough. the player like that has the most flashiest play split plays.
0: it split it like they did with the like uh um, they split it on word before right have they ever done that in the NBA? I know the NFL has done that when Peyton Manning and um, Steve McNair went, both won the MVP. Make it a co-rookie of the year, man. We'll see. This is tough. This is tough. Um, I'd favor Anthony Edwards right now, though.
1: I think that's fair to say. That's why he's number one. I think that's fair yeah, to no, say. But
0: I, I mean, I think Melo's the better player, but I'd favor him because he hasn't missed a game for now. But the, over the two weeks, if Melo plays really good over these next two or these last two, then I could I could definitely see him win New Orleans.
1: They might just do it also because of the story. Think about it this way: He was supposed to be out for the rest of the year when we first when the news first broke. Right? I know, I know. So for him to come back within a month, out of and nowhere, still, and
0: still keep his consistent play,
1: yeah, that's that's kind of big. So that's why I think they're going to give it to him. But uh, let's get on to the next one. Let's talk about my point of the week. <laughs> uh, I it is with great pleasure <laughs> that this week. The, the, the sports headline that, that was the solidified point. I should really say point of the month, but you know what? I'll just say point of the week.
0: Yeah, because my,
1: my Washington Wizards, bro, they are the point of the week. Historic April, okay? They were 17 and 32 at the beginning of April, and they're, now their record is 30 and 35. I am so proud of this team, man. And just watching them over this past month, they just look like a, a like you don't want to see them in this playing tournament, bro. They are really 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 good. They went 13 and 3 throughout the month of April. That was the best run in the NBA. Russ has been on a historic tear. Now has 179 career triple-doubles and is 2 away from passing Oscar Robertson. And he's already clinched a triple-double this season. He doesn't even have to. If he doesn't score another point for the rest of the season, it doesn't even matter because he's already he's already clinched. And this is will be his fourth year, fourth career season having a triple double. And of course, Brad. We know how great Bradley Beal is. Brad's been on a tear. He just passed Gilbert Arenas on the all-time franchise record of most 40-point games. It just sucks because every time he scores 40, we lose. But it's okay. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm, this, this team is really good from, from the, the depth on the bench, from the starting five. I, I really like this team. Like, I know you're going to say I'm biased because, you know, I'm a Wizards fan no, or whatever. I'm, I'm just
0: listening. I'm just listening. Go ahead.
1: But just from the games that you've watched from the Wizards, what you, you, you can't tell me you don't like what you see, that this isn't a good team.
0: Okay, so on that really quickly, because I mean, this is your this is your topic, so I'm just gonna say really quickly. Yes, the Wizards have obviously improved. You guys were terrible. So over this last month, yes, it has been nice. It feels like every game I watch of you guys, it's entertaining and high scoring. Like, so I mean, yes, I, I enjoy watching the Wizards truly. And if this was a point of the month, oh, uh, or yeah, point of the month thing, I'd give it. I would give it to them too. I mean, the only other people that can really contend with it, I guess you would say, is the Steph Curry's maybe. But other than that, I I think. I really do think the Wizards have turned it around and it is nice to see. I really do hope that they make some noise in the play in as long as it's not against the heat. I hope <sighs> they get into the playoffs. I hope they're the A C because if Brooklyn ends up the one, which I know it may not happen, but and Wizards finish eighth, I'd actually enjoy the series. I mean I I do think Brooklyn will win, but for context, I context yeah. the Wizards swept
1: the Nets in the regular season. Just for the I people think it'd that be an interesting
0: that. series. I think it could go six games maybe. It would be a nice test for Brooklyn, too, because, you know, their chemistry issues are a little bit off right now. So it would be nice to see.
1: I agree. So, yes, that is my point of the week. Wizards, I am so proud of y'all. Y'all are great. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm ready for this playing tournament. Let's get these buckets on these last five games that we have, or six games, rather. But, yeah, let's move on to the Amirs. Power rankings, bro. It's been a lot. We, we've been out for a week. So let's – I'm sure this list is going to look a little funky, so – I'm ready to hear it. Let's start. Kick us off at five, please. Let's go.
0: At number five. Ah, This is tough. This is really tough. I'm going to put the New York Knicks still. They're staying at number five. Okay. Because the Knicks have been balling, too. If you check in on the Knicks, I bet you Knicks fans are pleased with how this season has gone for them. Oh, 12, yeah, for they've sure. They've won 12 of their last 14, so they're 12-2 and two over the last 14. Their two losses one was against Denver and Denver, which everyone knows is hard to play in Denver. It just, it, it just is. And then their other loss is against the Suns. So two of the top three teams in the West is where their last losses have come from. So, I mean, I feel like I just, you just have to give the Knicks credit, man, because they really have turned it around. And I know we shouted them out before, but another shout out to Julius Randle, evolving his game being a, one of the best leaders in the nba right now rj barrett has improved derrick rose been a good punch for them off the bench that's a great trade by the front office and then tom thibodeau with his um his changing of the culture around there it's just their defense is why they're winning games they're a great defensive team and that's what tibbs is known for so and then recently their offense has come on to match it and that's why they've been so successful as of recently so at number five i'm gonna keep the knicks it almost feels wrong because i want to have them higher. But every other team on the list has been, you know, more consistent throughout the season, so that's why they're still at number five. And number four, they've dropped from the last time we had one of these power rankings. It is the Phoenix Suns, and that's because that, a wow. lot of that, a lot of that is because lingering on my mind, they lost by 32 last night to Atlanta. So I mean, yeah, that's on my mind a little heavy. Obviously, it was a hard game for them because it was a back to back, so they got put in a bad situation. But uh, they've been fluctuating with Utah for the one seed. Um, and now they're currently a 2-1 game behind Utah, but they do have the tiebreaker, so they can still make it up to that number one seed, and this is important because, like we were just talking about, if the Lakers finish at 7, and and you just don't want to see them, you don't want to see the Lakers um, at all, so mm-hmm. I think they, they need to get that one seed back, and they're in a good spot to do it. They do have the Knicks tomorrow, which will be a good game, and then the Lakers, but, I mean, I, I, I really like what the Suns have done, once again over the whole season but recently they've taken a couple L's that you know makes it made me have to drop them down a, a couple spots interesting that might ruffle a couple of feathers it is sh- and it should because the Suns have been so consistent but I don't
1: think they've been lower than three on this list ever and, and
0: even right now I'm really start I'm really questioning it because they're seven <laughs> and three over the last 10 like I just ah, it's a lot keep of keep that same but-
1: energy bro if you want them at four keep them at four
0: No, I don't want him at four, but that's what it is. Because the team at three had to be over them. The Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks have made a return to the top five list after back-to-back wins against the Nets. And then a win over the Red Hot Wizards. I had to put the Bucks in my top three. That was a fluke win, by the way. whatever. Okay, okay. Okay, well, we know how you feel about it. But I had to put them back in the top three. And this may be a little recent, but... I mean, they've won five or six out of their last seven or something. So they've been, the Bucks have been on a good stretch too. Not to mention, before last time we talked to you all, they've also beat the Sixers twice. So they've swept the Six, well, over the last four meetings, they've swept the Sixers and Nets, two of their top challenges in the East. So I had to show them some respect. And I think, I think the Bucks are going to be a good playoff team this year. Uh, like, we
1: say this every year, though Amir. That's the problem. We say this every year, and, and I know, and happens. I know
0: people say that every year. And I think I've been seeing that on TV uh, programming too. It's like, well, we got to see the Bucks in the playoffs. We don't know, da da da. And I think this is really unfair. This is not the same Bucks team. Drew Holiday might be one of the best additions to a team all season long. He is so good. So underrated. You know underrated. Who
1: else is a really good depth player for them? And I didn't know. that I didn't really Bobby yeah, I didn't pay attention. Bobby Portis, yeah, man. Yeah. I did not like him last night. He was, Mm -hmm. he was, (laughs) he came off the bench and he plays really well. He's
0: been a great six man for them this year. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: so. So yes, they've added. And I just, I don't like to compare this team to last year's team because last year down the stretch and that's no offense to him, but Chris Middleton was the one trying to get you that bucket down the stretch and who was standing out on the wing. Eric Bledsoe, who, yeah, I mean, he's a solid player. But do I respect Eric Bledsoe? Do I want to see a Chris Middleton mid-range or Eric Bledsoe 3? Every time I'm going to say Eric Bledsoe 3. You can't do that anymore. Now uh, Chris Middleton is going to have his space to isolate because they'll probably have Giannis at the 5 down in the paint, and you can't leave him down there because if he catches it, that's most likely a dunk. And now you have Drew Holiday on the wing shooting at 3, and I don't feel as good about that. So I, was, I, I think the Bucks are a much improved team. And as a Heat fan, last year when we ran into the Bucks, i tell told y'all this before, I was feeling so good. I was ready. I was like, yes, this is, this is the matchup we want. This year, I would hate that matchup. I, I don't like it anymore because now it's going to be harder to contain Giannis because you've got to watch people on the perimeter. So I, I had to show the Bucks some respect and put them in my top three. At number two, also making a return, I think, to the top five or moving up significantly. It's the Utah Jazz. I mean, the Jazz are the number one seed, have the best record in the league, and they're maintaining play without Donovan Mitchell. They're on a three-game win streak, and they're fighting off Utah. I mean, well, not Utah, fighting off Phoenix for that for that one spot. I had to show them some respect. They've won four of their last five. Before that, yes, they did have two questionable losses to the Timberwolves, but I mean, that was. I mean, that's gonna happen when you're trying to adjust to playing without Donovan Mitchell. So I mean I'm not I'm not too mad at those losses. Obviously you don't want to lose to the Timberwolves, but hey it is what it is. But they've bounced back nicely without their best player. So I had I had to show them also some respect because staying at the number one seed is hard to do. And when Donovan Mitchell went out, they could have just went on a downhill spiral. But instead they've maintained their footing. They've kept that number one seed, avoiding some of the teams like I said the Lakers that you really probably don't want yeah. to play in round one. It's going to be the Lakers or the Blazers or the Mavs. You don't really want to see any of those teams around one. You'd rather see a team like the Grizzlies and even the Warriors because although Steph Curry could get hot and, and beat you a couple times, all you have to do is really shut off the others, and that's not that hard to do. So I'd definitely rather see the the Warriors or the Grizzlies than, than a team like L.A. Or, or Portland or Dallas. So I think the Jazz are doing a really good job maintaining their spot, and, yeah, it's going to be tough because we still haven't gotten word on Donovan Mitchell, but, yeah. They, they've they done it so far, so for that I have to show them some respect. And, and that, at my, number one. My number one 10. I know I think last time we did this it was the Clippers. They have fallen out the power rankings completely. At number one now is the Philadelphia 76ers. Who I knew it. I knew it. Who are currently on a six-game winning streak. The Sixers, also kind of like the Jazz, have come back up to number one. Which once I'm saying, like, like I said, I think Philly's in a great spot. They've been dealing with injuries. Ben Simmons been in and out of the lineup, but they're back. And and Sixers are obviously. I will say one thing. Joel and B has looked a little less dominant recently, but I mean, I guess that's fine. I mean, you don't you just want him to to get the reps in because you don't want him to get injured or anything like that. So he's doing his job right now. Their schedule on the way out is. It's pretty easy. The only challenging game I'd say they have left or I wouldn't even I don't know if I would say challenging, but the only team left that they face over 500 is Miami. So, the uh the Sixers could easily finish the season 6 and 0. And if they do that, they're going to have the one seed. They already have a two-game lead on Brooklyn. So, Philly's in a good spot. And and same thing I said about the the um, Jazz in the West. Yeah, I mean, you don't really want to have to see Miami Boston or Atlanta, round one. You just don't. You don't want to see that. So they're in a good spot right now. Obviously, we know the Wizards are hot. But I'd definitely rather see a team like Charlotte or the Wizards or Indiana in round one than a team like Boston, Atlanta, or Miami. You just don't want to see that because they have, other than Atlanta, really Miami, Boston, have playoff experience. And, yeah. and it's just not something you want to see. Obviously, the Wizards do too. The Wizards have playoff experience. So I think if, if you're if you're a Philly, you'd rather play Charlotte or Indiana over the wizards but still it'll be anything that's better than what you would have to play as the second seed and right now they're they've got a good lead on the first seed they're playing well and like i said their schedule is easy on the way out so the sixers are in a good uh position to maintain the one seed and get the easiest matchup out of their out of the top three seeds in the east who will likely be their competitors at the you know the end of the playoffs aka the the championship so
1: interesting yeah
0: that's my top five for the week. The Sixers so we have r- rosen back up to number one.
1: Interesting. So we got Sixers, Jazz, Bucks, Suns, and Knicks. Yep. Wow. I don't think I have any complaints. Probably like to see the Suns a little bit higher, but yeah. Uh, I mean, but
0: I just I had to show the Bucks some respect because they swept the Sixers and the Nets, and then just beat the red hot Wizards team. So okay. So like, if the
1: Clippers beat the Lakers tonight, does that they get do they sneak back on this list next week?
0: It it depends because if. The if the Knicks beat the Suns, I can't drop them out, and I I can't drop the Suns out either. I wouldn't drop the Suns out. The top five, I'd put. I might slide them down to five and slide the Knicks over them. But yeah, it it really all comes down to the Knicks because that's where the I would see. I would see the Clippers sliding back in at five, or if the Jazz lose some games because the Jazz have a tough schedule coming up. I'm pretty sure they have Denver. No, yeah, they have Denver, then the Rockets, Warriors. Blazers. So, yeah, no, their their schedule is, like, up and down. It really just depends on how these teams do over the next week. But I think the Clippers' most likely chance would be to drop out the Knicks, who are on a West Coast trip right now with some, some hard games because the Knicks do play the Clippers. So maybe that game will have some implications on who's in my power rankings next week.
1: Can't wait to see it, bro. This is a great list. Now to our final segment. We got Top 5 Fridays. Oh, on this I week,
0: I didn't think we'd be getting here today, guys. But we're here. We made it.
1: Yeah, we're here. You know, before the show, Amir tried to make jokes because I'm obviously under the weather. That the over and under of five minutes, if I would sneeze or cough, and I have done nothing of the sort on she's air.
0: A really good job. Really good job.
1: Yes, I've been holding it
0: together. Because before this, <laughs> before the pod went live, it was bad. So I'm, I'm shocked. I will say, I give her props. She's, she's hung tough through it all.
1: Thank you. Real quick, I want to give a quick shout-out to our homies over at SPI. Again, uh, we yeah. Ho- yeah, we hopped on another episode um, with them, and it was great. It was a uh, post-draft, and we talked a little bit about drafts and losers and winners. So make sure you check us out on SPI, that Sports Pain Index, on all pla- podcasts and platforms. Go check them out. Those guys are dope.
0: And I wanted to say one thing about that. Look forward to them coming over here on our pod. Right now I won't say too much, but it's in the cards that they should be over here soon and uh i think that'll be a sooner good than later t- yeah a good episode to tune into
1: yep so yeah shout out them boys on spi now let's hop on to our top five friday so this week we're going to do top five sleeper teams post draft mm. so how you want to do this should i go first i guess i can go first you just yeah we this. can
0: bounce it back and forth you go one i go one you go one Take
1: all right that. cool so i'm not going to put this in any specific order yeah me either. Uh, I,
0: didn't either. I just
1: I'm gonna start things off with the Los Angeles Chargers bro they 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 it, it just with their off season in their free agency they did extremely well with their line. They drafted extremely well for their line and got Asante Samuel and a quarter on a cornerback. Justin Herbert threw over thirty touchdowns the most ever by a rookie last season behind a terrible offensive line unit and Los Angeles saw that, the front office of the Chargers, they saw that, and they did what any good front office would do. They said, we're going to go help our guy. They went and they got Corey Lindsley from the Green Bay Packers, and they went and they drafted Rashawn Slater, who they didn't think that was going to fall that far. But regardless, I I think we both mocked Los Angeles taking a, um, a tackle or a guard. They were going to take linemen at, at 13. So, um yeah i just think they did a great job and i think that they that's a team that you need to watch out for the afc west got a couple of good teams in there you know they got the great team there in the kansas city but
0: mm-hmm. the
1: chargers are somebody to watch and out maybe for. maybe
0: another great team if you know if a certain team in the division makes an upgrade at qb they could be dealing with a tough that could be one of the best divisions in football
1: i'm gonna get to that in a second but yeah i'm gonna kick things off with the los angeles chargers i think that They'll make a statement this year, and they could possibly
0: make a playoff run. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. And I know that's probably going to be like, oh, because every year we say the Falcons could do something. And it's like it's recently it's been like every year they've disappointed. So, I mean, yeah, I can understand. But I think they're going to be a sleeper because their offense is potent, man. It really is. Like This is one of the top ten, really top seven offensive units in the league after you add um, – Kyle Pitts, who a lot of people are saying his floor is Darren Waller. So at at least you're getting a Darren waller s type player, and it potentially could be even better than that. So I really think that the Falcons have set themselves up offensively to be among the league's best. And, you know, I mean, obviously I do think they're going to have to win a good amount of shootouts to really be a team that's, you know, a really good team. But I think they have the potential to do that. I like the safety they took out of Central Florida, Richie Grant, to replace um, – Demonte KZ, so I, I like that they, they tried, I mean, obviously, they lost a lot in free agency, but they tried to address it in the draft, they took another cornerback, Darren Hall from San Diego State, who you can plug in, I mean, he's gonna have to get reps, because, you know, their position is looking a little questionable out there, you have A.J. Terrell, but, you know, I just think, I think they've set their young guys up to get playing time, and maybe if you hit on one of these picks, they can impact winning next year, maybe they can get to 10-11 wins.
1: 10-11 wins for the Dolphins.
0: I said for the Falcons, and I I'm sorry. Say,
1: I'm sorry for the. I'm sorry. I wouldn't wrong say. Animal. I wouldn't. The say,
0: Falcons. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't predict that. But I'm, that's why they're a sleeper team because I see this is a team that could really be seven wins, or I could really see them getting to eleven wins. And I wouldn't be too shocked. It just depends on how their offense plays. That's what it comes down to. Their offense. Interesting.
1: And i think i think their offense is going to be i think it's a top seven their unit. run game is questionable yeah but uh the, the passing game is going to be crazy if matt ryan you know stays consistent i think, I think they think, took a
0: lineman in the draft too if i'm not mistaken yes um they took a uh a guard and tackle who's very versatile Jalen mayfield out of michigan who you might actually be able to start year one to improve that line because you know because such a they have such a threat out there, receiver with Ridley and, and Julio, and then now you put in um, Pitts at tight end. They're going to be such a pass threat team that some people may sleep on the run, and that may lead to a good um, rushing attack.
1: Interesting. Yeah, that's true. Um, next team, I'm going to say. I'm sorry. I meant. I didn't mean to say this during your segment or your part. I, Miami Dolphins. I don't know why I was thinking about the Dolphins when you're talking about the Falcons, but mm-hmm. the. Um, I'm going go with the Dolphins. I think that they're they a sleeper for you. Okay. Yeah, they are a sleeper. Okay. Okay. They didn't okay. make the playoffs last year, and but they, they but they loaded, ga-
0: but they won ten games.
1: But they're in a loaded division, like outside of the Jets. Really, I think the Jets will have a, a cute year, but I don't think they're going to go a too cute crazy. Year.
0: But but I think the I, Dolphins are better than the Patriots too.
1: That's arguable, but yes, I I, I can see that they have they have the upside. I, I'm just is, I'm not sleeping on the Patriots. Who's cutie is worse? whose QB is worse the or which QB the has, has better upside
0: well we know the upside is Tua but that's because he's younger
1: I mean if you look at the stats obviously Tua was better last year even though it wasn't that no impressive. but that's not what I'm but saying I'm
0: saying who's going to be who? okay so coming to this next year who do you think is going to be better Cam or Tua that's a tough question. That really that's is truly true, a tough question. But I'm question. gonna
1: have to. I gotta go, Cam, bro. Well, I know you do, and I would
0: go. I would go to it. So we're split. So I mean, that's okay. Go
1: ahead. But oh, Miami has wep- they got weapons, bro. Yeah, they, they added. Finally they a,
0: added help for two as well.
1: They did. Yes, they did. They. I think they they had a great draft. Like overall, they got Waddle mm-hmm. in the first round. Then they're getting Jalen Phillips in the second round, which, which I which is or, a great. Or, pick. No, I'm no, the sorry. No, the first. They, the they end got of the first, him in the first. At Eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's great, was a great pick. pick. Yeah, got you a pass rusher. They also drafted a tackle from Notre Dame. I thought that was a good pick. Um, and then they got a DB, Javon Holland. I think that was a good pick. Their DB room is already, like, it's already a good DB room. So just to add more depth to that, they got him in the third round, I believe. So I think that was good. And then I just – they also got Will Fuller in free agency. I just I, – this team is going to be really good, bro. I can probably see them winning, like – a like because it 10 wins, obviously we know that's not good enough in the AFC. We know this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hence why they didn't make the playoffs last year. Yep. With the Patriots coming back to full form, obviously question mark at the quarterback position just depends on what Cam can do, but I think I think, you know, I'm going to take the high side on this that he can actually perform this year. The Patriots are coming back to full form. The Bills are already looking like, you know, an AFC contender contender like in the in the AFC chip. I I don't know, man. I it's hard to say that just because you have 10 wins, that means that you're, like, solidified. You're in there. It's not the a- NFC. The AFC is a different dance. So, I could probably see them with with everything that they got, and the coaching that they have. It just – it obviously depends on who's QB play. I got to say that they'll probably win, like, 12 games this year. 12. I'll give them 12 games.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, my next team is going to catch some people off guard. And the reason they're on here is because I think this team – Will win their division, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, I know. Okay, one in fifteen. This what? is Bo. This is Bo. One in fifteen.
1: The Jags are winning Next their year, division. The Jags will win. The AFC South.
0: Eleven games. They're winning eleven games
1: over the Titans and the Colts.
0: I don't think the Titans are a threat. I think the Colts will be a wild card team. But I, I think I think the Jaguars are in a position to make the playoffs. With the regression of the Titans, because I think the Titans' offense regressed, although their defense did, it did improve. Why? Because
1: they lost their OC?
0: That's part of it. The fact that they lost Corey Davis is a part of it. Um, whats the name has been a little questionable. Um, oh, I can't remember the Titans' name. I'm blanking, I'm blanking, I'm blanking. Um, he left. Johnnie Smith left, right? Yeah, he to the okay. Patriots. Yeah, Johnnie Smith is gone. So they, even though I do think he's been a little questionable. Yeah, he, he they tr- just, trust
1: me, I know. I had him on fantasy. <laughs> they just <I> lost <laughs>
0: offensive <laughs> options. And I feel like that's the reason why they'll regress. The Jaguars are in a prime position to to come in. You got Urban Meyer, who I think is going to be a great NFL coach. You have Trevor Lawrence, who, if, if what they're telling us is true, he's a can't-miss prospect. So he's going to be a great quarterback. So they've got their quarterback position down. They have a running back in James Robinson. They even got another one in Travis. Et- you got to get it. Give Etienne. Etienne, who I think, obviously, I don't I don't love the pick because you have James Robinson. But weapons is what you need. When you're bringing in a new quarterback, a young one, you want to surround him with talent. You gave him some more talent. Uh, Travis can catch the ball very well out of the backfield, which I think is slept on. He can be used in two running back sets to slip out. It's just, he. I think, even though I wouldn't have done the pick, I think he can help them out in various ways. They signed Marvin Jones in the offseason. I like that pickup. And then in round two, because I really love the Jaguars draft. In round two, they, yeah,
1: they had all them picks. They better had a good draft.
0: They came up and they got – well, not came up. They picked Tyson Campbell, the cornerback from Georgia, which I love that selection because they signed um, Shaquille Griffin in the offseason, which is a solid cornerback. Now you get yourself another young one. You have C.J. Henderson, who is a solid cornerback. So you made that that unit um, you know, of your team a little better. They came. They got Walker Little in round two, which I thought was another great selection. So I really just think – I think the Jaguars – put themselves in position to really make some noise they got everything they need in the draft they got the quarterback they got a cornerback they, they got a safety around three like they were plugging in defense offense defense offense and i just i really think they're in a good position to take to take this division one of the uh, weaker one i think the one of the weaker ones actually i don't know if i would call them weaker but one of the more average that, divisions in the, in the nfl
1: yeah, they, they could be sleepers. I just don't see them taking the division. That, that might be a reach right there. But uh, it's,
0: it's bold, but I think it's going to happen. I do.
1: All right, for my next one, um, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. But they will not be sleepers for long. Because as soon as everybody gets that notification from Adam Schefter that the Green Bay Packers has traded Aaron Rodgers for a great, a great package uh, to Denver Broncos – then obviously they're, they're immediate contenders. But just with that being said, I think that the Broncos are slept on um, right now because obviously no one's paying attention to them right now. Uh, they ha- I think they had a good draft. A lot of analysts gave them a, a poor grade for taking Sertan at, at nine, but again, they know something that we don't, and obviously it's potentially getting Aaron Rodgers in the building. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that obviously offensively they – they have a really good offense outside of their quarterback to the tight end position, the running back position. They also got Javante Williams from uh, UNC. I think that was also a really good pick for them. Um, I'm not sure what that means for Melvin Gordon. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll just do this one-two punch that you know most of the league is doing. Um, and then their receiver room is crazy. Courtland Sutton, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Noah Fant. mean it's just everything, bro. And the defensive side of the ball, they got Kyle Fuller. They just got Sertan. Like, I think that... They are someone to watch, and it's crazy because both of us last year thought that they were gonna be a dark horse in the AFC West. Obviously, uh-huh. we we were led astray. <laughs> I, I
0: must say, I didn't even say dark horse. I said they were winning the division. I don't like to talk about that. They though, were my so.
1: dark horse, I'm sorry. They were my dark horse. And but they yeah, were my division winner. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. But I think this year, I actually think that they will have a chance if they address that, that quarterback position. If they, oh, if
0: they get Aaron Rodgers, yes, they'll have a chance to win that. But
1: they, even if they don't, I'm, I'm going to say this, even if they don't get Aaron Rodgers and Teddy beats out Drew Locke for the quarterback position, I still think they have a chance.
0: Mm, a I still think chance. they have a
1: chance. Yeah, that's a very low chance, but I still think they have a chance. I really like what Vic Fangio is doing with that team, so it just depends how everything aligns up for them and if A-Rod actually comes there. But um, I'll kick it back to you for your third one.
0: I have the New England Patriots, but I have in quotations from week five on when Mac Jones comes in. I think the Patriots can really step in and make some make some noise. What a um, hater.
1: Just a <laughs> hater, bro. Just I'm joking. Hater, I, bro. I have the Patriots in there
0: because I think they had a solid free agency and then they coupled that with a solid draft. I mean, yeah, obviously they're around one pick may not help them right away, but I do think he'll come into play at some point. I mean, even if he doesn't, that if he doesn't come in, that means Cam played well, which will also be a recipe for success because they they addressed like you said the skill positions this off season. They got Hunter Henry, I think, right? Um yeah, Hunter Henry, John, John Smith, Smith Matt Nelson Judah, Aguilar. Matt oh, you talking about offense? Yeah, all, all around though. Really, they oh. make moves, and then and then speaking of Matt Junon, in round two they got Christian Barmore, who I think slipped.
1: Yeah, he did. Right we into had their hands, in round one. Right yeah. into
0: their hands. Great selection. I'd give it an A plus selection for value and placement. So they they just helped out that defense a little bit more. They signed um, Cal Van Noy back. Like they've made improvements on both sides. They got Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma defensive end. That'll help them out. And then. I think one of my more favorite picks from their draft selection is I don't know how to I don't know how to pronounce it, but the running back from from <laughs> Oklahoma I think was a great pick for them because in their running back I must say in their backfield his last name is Stevenson I can't I can't pronounce the first name so I, Ra, Ramondre it's okay. it's, Ramondre, it's, it's Ramondre okay. Stevenson I think I don't know but I, I like this selection because he's a big physical back and I think they lack that right now what do they have um uh they don't even have James White currently. They had, uh, I'm blanking on his name too. James White,
1: Sony Michelle?
0: No, Sony Michelle. That's what I was thinking. They Sonny declined
1: Michelle. his fifth year option too. Keep yeah. In so, mind. T-
0: but they have they have right now. I think their backs are more elusive type backs, and I think S- Stevenson is. We know for sure he's a power back. He's coming in to be physical. He's running up that they got looking for contact. So I like I like that. Uh, addition a lot and i think i think he'll make an immediate impact i think he'll be on the field like to start the season like i think he'll be in that backfield um as a one-two punch with sony michelle and i I really do like what the patriots did this all season i could see them also getting to 10 or 11 wins i don't think they'll win the division and that's because the bills i think are formidable but i could see them beating out the dolphins or i could really see it could be a race
1: between the dolphins and the the patriots
0: to, to the wild card yeah i think that'll be very close one of those teams for sure is gonna win 11 11 games at least i think
1: interesting so for the next one i'm gonna go with the carolina panthers they had probably if not the best draft outside of the obvious there. yeah but they have one of the best drafts um first round they took my beloved jc horn who <laughs> i wanted for my cowboys <laughs> yeah i know but J.C. Horn, in the second round, they had Terrace Marshall from LSU, another weapon um, for Sam Darnold. And also, this kid is reunited with Joe Brady, the OC for the Panthers, who was the play caller at LSU. They got a tackle for the line. They got a tight end. They got another running back. they They just got pieces all over the field that I think that will benefit them. And they also beefed up their line, too, for Sam Darnold. Like, Sam Darnold has no room or excuse for failure, bruh. And I really think that Matt Rule and um, Sam Donald are gonna are gonna have a great relationship and I think that this Carolina team could possibly come in second in that if, if we want to be you know pretentious and say that Tampa Bay is going to win it because they ran it back yeah yeah, yeah
0: Let
1: me cool. say they'll, they'll take they'll have the number one seed in that division but I think the Panthers could come in second. I'm more sold on the Panthers than I am of the the Saints. I feel like the Saints didn't really do much in the draft for me, and I just feel like Carolina made all the right moves. Obviously, Carolina sees something in Sam Darnold that that we don't. They picked up his fifth-year option. They passed on a quarterback in the first round and went corner. So I think it will be really interesting to see how all of this plays out. Um, And just by looking at the schools, you know, this is Matt Rule's second year in the NFL coaching. Um, His first year was last year. But um, just looking at the schools that he went to, you know, before he was hired, what they looked like, and then when he was hired, and how he's able to turn a whole organization around. Not saying that that organization was bad when Ron Rivera was there, but just not just culture, but just how he works with his players and yeah, how no, he's
0: because Ron is turning another franchise around right now. So.
1: Of course, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, no, no shame, Ron or whatever, but I just think that Carolina is about to take a turn for the better, and and they could peak this year. And I'm not saying they go 15 and one, but I think that they can. They can make noise and get double digit wins. I say over or under 10 wins. I think that's fair.
0: Okay. I'd take the under, but okay. You would take uh, under? Yeah, on the, on the Panthers right now, I'd take the under.
1: So Falcons or Panthers?
0: i take the Falcons just because they're a little bit more solidified at the QB spot. I just don't know what we're going to get from Sam. He's such a toss up at this point. He can be good or he can be bad. Like, I just don't know. Um, but okay. for my next team, I have the New York football team, the real New York football team, that is the Giants the jets sorry jets fans but um <laughs> the giants are sleepers but pretend, they could they could win the division as much as it, you. <laughs> you. i'm just kidding <laughs> as, as much as it pains me to say as a football team fan i think the giants are in a position where they could also really Really make a run for the division, like truly, they could win ten to eleven games because of the moves they made this off season. I like the signing of Kenny Galladay because I think they truly did need a true number one, and now they've got one. Adoree Jackson is a nice, um, a nice depth signing um, for the cornerback position, where we know they had Bradbury, who's solid, but after that, we don't really know what was going on there. So they made a, a solid signing by getting Jackson in the building. They also drafted. They had a good draft. I think that the Giants had one of the better drafts in the league um, because I like I like the trade back because next year they're going to have the picks to, you know, maybe move up if they see somebody that they like if Daniel Jones doesn't work out. And so they've given themselves a position of flexibility. They got a receiver in um, Kadarius Tony around one because, to be honest, I'm not that big on Sterling Shepard. I like Slayton, but I think he's more of a, a number three receiver than number two. And I think Kadarius can come in and be a special playmaker for them. I also really love Aziz Ojulari at pick number 50. Had him going in round one. I didn't think he would make it there. And he was there at pick 50, the Giants' A-plus pick right there to help out their defense because their defensive line does need help. oju can come in and really give them some spark off that edge, um, helping out Leonard Williams and those boys, David Thompson. Mm, no, he's not there. Helping out Leonard Williams and, them, and Dexter boys. Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. There you go. Dexter Lawrence and the boys on, on the on the defensive line. They also got another cornerback, which I hadn't heard too much about him. Aaron Robinson from Central Florida. But the fact that they're trying to address cornerback is good because it was their their cornerback one was one of the better ones in the league. But then their cornerback two and three positions it's just like, uh eh, that's where they were getting beat. Logan Ryan, he was he's solid, but he's he's no you know, great corner. So I really like what they did in the first three rounds of the draft, plus the off season. So
1: I think, I think the giants play Logan Ryan at safety.
0: I don't know about that one. Well, then I that means they, they switched them because versatile. when they, when they played us the first time in week, I think five or whatever that was, he was playing corner, but yeah, they probably could have moved him back to safety. And that would be a good thing that they could do because who is their second safety is peppers and who?
1: Oh, I think that the, that kid love,
0: no, Julian Love. Love. No, it's not. It's not Julian Love, but whoever it is, I I we we, we can't you. say him off the top of the head. So it may be Logan Ryan at the safety will work out. But now they've addressed the cornerback position, so they can do that. In the defense that was already solid, we know their linebacker unit is good. Now they just helped out their defensive line. I would have. I wouldn't. I would have liked to see them take offensive line because I think that's a real weakness for them. That one of the things that could actually hold them back. But over overall, I think they're in a position where it's like if daniel jones is good they can make some real noise if he's not they won't that's just how it is so i i do think the giants are sleeper because i could see them winning 11 games and and i think a lot of people don't see that
1: okay that's that's a fair assessment so uh, let's let's stay in new york um for my final pick i'm gonna go with the new york jets they did everything right i mean they had a solid free agency Got a new head coach in there, Rob Salah, implementing culture immediately.
0: I love Robert Salah as a signing. I love that signing.
1: Yeah. Um, there's a culture change in New York. The Jets, the the, the uh, what do they call them? The Gang Green.
0: That's I a don't new change know. coming
1: to them. I think that they'll be fun to watch this year. I mean, obviously, first round, they took Zach Wilson at court, uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. They also took Elijah Vera Tucker. I think that was a great pick. Um, to help because, obviously, offensive line was one of probably – I don't know. For me, you know, when we did our, our, our grades earlier when we first started the show and we did grades, I think, like, we just said they need help all around. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say that they've addressed all their needs, right? Yeah, fairly. I think it's fair to say that. So, fast to now, they get Elijah Vera Tucker uh tackle from USC. I think that'll be a great help. uh And they got a steal. Elijah Moore was a steal for them. I don't care he what was, nobody said, bruh. That is a steal. They got a nice, speedy receiver from Ole Miss. You can plug him up on any any part of the field. I don't care about his height. I don't think his height is going to matter. I think the kid is a baller. He'll probably come out to be probably the top five receiver out of this class. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's just going to be really fun to watch um, this team. Obviously, their defense, it could use a little help, but with Quentin Williams kind of getting his foot in and really understanding it, you know how it works there. Um, probably being the best defensive player on their line. I don't. I can't really tell you anybody else on their line. If, if <laughs> yeah. you can, please tell me. No. But um, Marcus May,
0: who's a, good a really good safety.
1: Yeah, really good safety. That he just got an extension. So I don't know, man. I gotta. I gotta say the Jets are going to be sleepers. Obviously, I don't think they go anywhere as far as like playoffs or anything because of just how deep that division is. Yeah. They could probably. I think seven wins maybe. And that's that's actually good for the Jets, seven wins. It would but, be. yeah, I would take, you know, over and under seven wins. What do you think?
0: Um, they go under or over? I think I'd push it. I'd give it a push. Um, I think seven wins is the right amount.
1: Okay. Yeah. So that wraps it up for me. So it's Chargers, Dolphins, Broncos, Panthers, Jets.
0: I also have the Panthers. That's my last team on there. I have the Panthers as a sleeper as well. And, like, it, it, it comes down to a lot of what I said as far as, Sam Darnold. If Sam Darnold is good, yes, they can win 10, 10, 11 games. But if he's not, they can't. Like, that's just what it comes down to. I like, I I also wanted to say I like J.C. Horn, the pick. I do. Because I said, and I had him mocked there, just not at that pick. But I think it was a good selection for them. Because behind Dante Jackson, as I've said before, I, they, they didn't really have a solid cornerback, too. And now J.C. Horn can plug in right there nicely. You know, he loves to compete, he's athletic. He. He just has a, a fiery a competitive, na- yeah, fiery competitive nature that you love you love to see out of first round draft picks. So yeah, a ball hawk. Yeah, even so though so many things,
1: oh, God. <laughs> like I said though,
0: <laughs> even though I'm not a corner, being a tough cornerback in year one is hard to do. But if one person from the last uh, from this past draft, I could see doing it, it'd be J. C. Horn. So hello,
1: let's go, wake it up, man! I said this on SPI. This guy's a stud. Watch out for J. C. Horn.
0: I do think he'll be a stud, but even then, I like what they did around two, getting Terrace Marshall Jr., who is a speedster from LSU. I like the pick a lot because yeah. I had him going a little bit earlier than this, and he slipped all the way to fifty ninth. Great value pick. You lost Curtis Samuel and um free agency and even though you have dj moore and uh robbie anderson it's still nice to keep like i think their receiving corps is a really good unit i think that they doubled down on it even though their the position was solid they they still looking to upgrade and they did that with terrence marshall or terrace marshall um and then third round getting a tackle out of byu helps out a lot because you need that for Sam Darnold, who has been dealing with in New York, you know, not the best situation. You're giving him everything he needs so that, like you said, there's no excuses for him to underperform. But the last thing I want to say about this, their um, draft, is I really love the Tommy Trimble pick from Notre Dame, the tight end, because we all know what is a quarterback's best friend. Well, at least <laughs> most of the time, a tight end. And, and I, I like that they did that because who, who was the Panthers' tight end?
1: They just got Dan Arnold from the Cardinals, who played with the Cardinals last Which year. Which is good
0: because now they can do, uh, yeah, a two yeah. tight end set because Trimble's he's athletic, but he's also a solid blocker, and he's six four, so he's he's a a real ah, what's the word i look for a real giant out there. So he he can present himself as an option on underneath routes, curls, things of that nature, make himself a red zone threat. Give Darnold all the options. So now he's got solid receivers, a, a solid tight end unit. And then they tried upgrading the line for him. And then not to mention you have Christian McCaffrey coming back. So they the, the Panthers are in a really good position. Once like I said about most of these teams where yeah, I mean it really comes down to one guy. And if that one guy is productive, look out. they could challenge they could even challenge the Bucks. Maybe split with them. I don't think they could sweep the Bucs, but at least yeah, maybe split. at least give the Bucks something to be worried about behind them.
1: So round out your top five?
0: So my top five would be the Falcons, Jaguars, Patriots, Giants, Panthers.
1: Sweet, sweet. I
0: do think the Falcons or Panthers. One, I do think one of those teams will make the wild card. I do.
1: Yeah. Because I, I don't
0: and think. Then... So, so do, wait, really quick before we get out of here, do you think? Do you think there'll be a second team by the NFC East in the playoffs? I really, I don't think so.
1: The NFC East. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, because we're winning the division. Beloved.
0: Well, I guess we should wrap it up because she's getting a little delirious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, telling you, listen. Between it.
1: Dallas and Washington, it is going to be a fun race. But, and, but it's it's going to be a race, Amir. Like, and and it just depends on what the records are sitting like.
0: That's I'm like, not I'm not trying to get into record predictions too hard, but we think both of us. I think three teams are coming out of the NFC West, personally. Yeah, <laughs> three true. teams. And then I, I, if Aaron's not in in Green Bay, then I only think one comes out the NFC North. Minnesota. One out the NFC South, no two out the NFC South. That's six, and then two out the NFC East. That'd be seven. Is that or is, is that eight? eight? That would be that's eight. eight. So, yeah. so either two make it out the NFC East, or two make it out the NFC South. I think you're banking on the NFC West a little too hard, but three out of there, that's not that hard to see though. Because I think the, Ram, the Rams are a lock. They're Seattle could up. have a drop off here though. They could, but the Rams to me. But even um, if Seattle
1: drops off, the Cardinals the Rams can also get in and there.
0: The 49ers, I think, are locks to get in. Oh,
1: man, I feel like I should put the Cardinals on my list because a lot of people are sleeping on the Cardinals.
0: No, Yeah, I, th- I think the Cardinals, I mean, I told you, I think uh, Seattle finishes last. I don't think the Cardinals are. But I don't want to get too much into record predictions because we'll do that in another episode. So never mind, I'm not going to say too much. And maybe, I'll <laughs> cha- maybe my opinion will change over the next week or two weeks or whenever we address that. But, yeah. I, and i gotta see the schedules so
1: oh yeah schedule release next wednesday at eight o'clock i'm so excited to see it i cannot me wait too,
0: me too i'm really tuned in. We gonna be going back and forth yeah
1: i can't wait um so yeah thanks guys for tuning in for another episode of points made podcast follow us on instagram at points made Pod. um you know Obviously, we didn't have an episode last week. We apologize. We had some technical difficulties recording from the draft. So, um, yeah, we apologize about that. But uh, we will be back on next week. Um, and SPI will be coming on within the coming weeks. We don't have a solidified date yet, but we will let you guys know on our Instagram page. Just make sure you go ahead and follow us. Um, anything you want to say to the people, bro? Uh,
0: as per usual, just really thanks for tuning in. I mean, we have a lot of fun making these episodes. So um, appreciate all the support and love.
1: Yeah, if I'm going here recording sick, then y'all can listen. Y'all can listen to this episode, okay? Because I'm dying right now. So thank y'all for tuning in. This is Points Made Podcast, where points are made. We'll talk to y'all next week. I'm finna go take some NyQuil and go to sleep.
0: Peace. Peace. Peace, 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 peace.